Sure you bring your stuff. Tilly, ball. Find it now. Ball. Where'd you put it? Good girl. This is the MMD. Here at the Brampton Golf Course with another episode of Yo, I'm Lit Richer. This week's topic, Chapter 2 of Steal Like an Artist by Austin Cleon. Alright, so first things first, let's just get it out of the way that I forgot uh, my homework in the car. Um, last time we were creating creative family trees and uh, morgue files and I just left my notebook in the car because it was snowing why are you sitting who's here who's here anyways I gotta get on with this because it is actually snowing and I have this on my phone iBooks. So, let's go back to the beginning. Someone's got a whistle. Crap. They're really close. I've been keeping a, a morgue file of ideas. I had uh, an idea surrounding like the garbage cast and and, and unofficial theme song of dump it and dumping syndrome and so I have those notes I've taken photos of those I will include them question mark somewhere but yeah I've been keeping notes I've been keeping a morgue file um, I don't get many ideas but I always keep the book on me it's always in my gear bag so Despite not having ideas often, I do keep it in case inspiration strikes me. And that was one of those. And as far as, as the creative family tree, uh, since we're relating this back to podcasting and myself, um, I might as well just give you the tree that I, I made. Um, so on that tree included uh, like Anthony Marco and Scarborough Dude as to how they, they structure their podcasts. Um, when I was making the garbage cast, the idea of, of personal blogging was difficult and foreign to me. So I looked at uh, those two and Up in This Brain and um, And, you know, Dixon Jane's podcast, I modeled it heavily in terms of, of style as well. Um, 
and then on that tree as well is uh, from like a, an editing and like stylistic and construction perspective it's like uh, Transpondency podcasts and and Adam Gracious's work heavily influenced me there. Um, and uh, Brent Closet Geek Show and his his use of, of music and mixes. Even though I not of the same caliber he does a lot better stuff than I do uh, mix wise it's kind of how I got over the idea of of putting music into things and being capable of and so in the beginning it was modeled uh, again like that and like up in the spring he often uses music so um, You know, I would always say that these, these podcasts influence me. I'm not one to hide and say, oh, this is entirely new and original content. It's not. Um, but it's part of that creative process. Um, we'll get more into that later. So, we've covered the the creative tree, we cover the homework, we cover the, the, the delay, and then I apologize. But let's at least talk about the title of this week's chapter. Chapter two is, don't wait until you know who you are to get started. <laughs> I think this is an important important aspect of becoming an artist, uh, justifying yourself as an artist. Um, when people ask you where you find creativity as an artist or how you make your art, it's intrinsically linked to this, this fact. Don't wait until you know who you are to get started. That's super important. Um, don't wait until you know who you are as a podcaster to start podcasting. You might think that your podcast is about a specific topic or you have some sort of uh, agenda to, to get to, but when you actually start making it, uh, you might find that which, which you respond to, your style, your vision, your way of doing things might be dramatically different from what you had intended. We'll get more into that later. So there's this uh, blank page and then there's this neat little graphic of a guy standing on two cliffs. Uh, sorry, not on two, on one cliff. He's looking at the gap between what we are and what we want to be. Uh, and this, I'm assuming this applies as artists, but just more in generally in any kind of soul searching endeavor. I gotta put my gloves on, I'm freezing. 
at least one glove. I don't know why I decided that this hen needed to be an all outside thing. All right, and we've only gotten to page one of the actual content. Make things know thyself. Okay, so off, right off the bat, he says, the author, I mean, if I waited to know who I was or what I was about before I started being creative, in quotes, well, I'd still be sitting around trying to figure out myself out, or sorry, trying to figure out, sorry, figure myself out instead of making things. <sighs> Let me try that one more time. If I waited to know who I was or what I was about before I started being creative, well, I'd still be sitting around trying to figure out myself out instead of making things. Why do I keep adding the out? Anyways, I'm not going to take another run at that. Um, but yeah, if you wait for some sort of dramatic insight as to who you are before you start being creative or, you know, figuring out, I gotta get my second glove on, what this art is about before you actually start quote unquote making it, um, you'll never actually get to the process of actually making it. I think that's important because a lot of people who start out as artists and definitely as podcasters, they wait for some dramatic insight into what their podcast will be and they wait and they wait and they wait and they wait. You only really will find anything by trying things out. Where's your ball? Oh, I dropped the stick. Last time she lost it for quite a bit. And now it's like super snow covered, so you can't see. Like it's snowing right now. It's I gotta get some sort of balaclava or ski mask solution to keep doing this. But yeah. It's pretty simple. If you you sit around and you wait till you know more about yourself and you treat it like a, a theoretical exercise, it'll remain a theoretical exercise. It'll never be what it is that you want it to be until you start actually making it. Let me see if I have notes. What I wrote down was, when we make things, we learn more about ourselves. We find our creativity, our passions, what we find important. What we make reflects us, no matter if we're willing to recognize it or not. Okay? I, I did these notes a while ago, or at least started them, and now I'm coming back to them. So, last chapter I had much more of an idea of what I wrote, now this is more like messages from the past. Ooh, it's getting really deep here. And there's the cross-country tracks. Hill! Ball! I think that concludes that 
that checked the, that first part. Okay, so then the next part of the page just talks about you might be scared to start something creative and that it's natural. It's a thing that happens to a lot of a lot of people. It's called imposter syndrome. It's that belief that you aren't ready, you aren't capable, you aren't worthy of being a artist, a painter, a podcaster, a musician, or whatever it is. I mean, that, that's a totally different question from some sort of genius or master, but... Tail! Ball! You need to bring it with you! <laughs> I'm sorry, my dog thinks that this is all her backyard and she can just leave her shit wherever she wants. And I have to keep reminding her that her stuff has to be taken with her. Leave only footprints. Take only photos. Only shit. So yeah, imposter syndrome. Oh, it's so wet that I can't even, I can't even get to the next page. I have a backup plan. What are those napkins? No, that's a bag. Come on. I have planned for this. Ha. Drying things out. There we go. Something about you. Okay, let's see. It means that you feel like a phony, like you're just winging it, that you really don't have any idea what you're doing. Guess what? None of us do. Ask anybody doing truly creative work, and they'll tell you the truth. They don't know where good stuff comes from. They just show up and do their thing every day. That's directly from the book and I think that's the best way to say it and it's totally true the best way to become whatever it is you want to become artistically is to just do it and to keep doing it and eventually over time you'll refine it building off of what was said in chapter one part of developing your own style and I'll, again I'll still get more into this later is just going out and doing it every day um, by attempting to the, the thing that you want to make the podcast the, the, the painting the drawing the sculpture can sometimes feel like it's like uh, Plato's form like it's 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 the perfect vision of the thing in your head. And until you go about making that thing and going through the process of doing it, that's where it becomes real and tangible. And it doesn't always translate directly into from what you envision.
So the next little subchapter is fake it till you make it. Um, it's just about like as you like it. The uh, Shakespeare play, everything's a stage and dramaturgy and and uh, I don't think it's really important to what is essential about stealing an icon artist but faking it like or faking it till you make it is just basically to become a thing a painter and again a painter an artist a podcaster or whatever sorry I have to put my glove back on um, you have to just go about and do that thing and keep doing that thing till you become that thing that you want to become I guess isn't it's another way of saying just go out and do the thing that you want to do don't sit around and, and theorize and and analyze you'll eventually get to where you want it to be or some happy compromise or perhaps you don't and then you realize that this is thing that you're trying to do is not for you but you only get there by first starting the journey and actually doing the thing and as I said many other times before as long as you're willing to let go of this notion of art you will be able to do whatever it is you want to do so long as you put out the effort and, and just do it day in or day out or whenever you can just go through the, the process of creating and then eventually you will fake it till you make it I'm going up an incline here this other hand is cold with the stick the hand holding the phone is warm but it's in a glove I wonder if I can get it to advance nope Oh well. This is going to be filled with so much Velcro noise. So, there's a bunch of ch uh, bunch of pages of nothing explaining the whole all the world's the stage the You are the actor, the stage is the creative medium, and the doing is like the play, basically, or whatever. I waste a bunch of three pages basically going on about it, and I've got some pictures really padding out this book. It's a terrible buy, but it has some really good ideas. Anyways, the next subchapter is start copying. Where are my notes? Yeah, click on them. Okay, so the quote is nobody's born with the style of voice, 
We don't come out of the womb knowing who we are. In the beginning, we learn by pretending to be our heroes. So, in part of stealing like an artist, like we talked about uh, in chapter one, by finding out your influences and your influences' influences, that creating that that uh, creative tree or network of influences you basically what the hell is my dog why the hell is she over there this is how she loses her ball Kelly where's your ball ball I'm gonna go this way and force her to pick up her things. Um, what was I saying? Basically, in chapter one, you make this creative family tree. In my case, uh, my influences on my own podcasting style is like Scarborough Dude and Alchemist Brain and even. Uh, Closet Geek Show and how music can be integrated. Uh, into like a, a personal. Well, not integrated into a personal audio blog, but like having music and talking. Because um, it's influences. No matter what you, you think about it or not, it's, it's, it influences you no matter what. You listen to it, it's influencing you. And you have to just accept that. So uh, part of the, the exercise is just uh, looking at those influences and looking at what you can take out of them. Like um, what I figured out was I was on my tree. I have uh, Adam like for like editing style and construction and how to make like a tight a tight podcast uh, as well as like stereo field and playing with stereo imagery um, Scarborough Dude would be like his his style of, of personal audio blogging basically on and on and on looking at their uh, influences and creating a document to, to look at that and use that to better yourself as whatever it is you want to be creatively. In this case, of course, again, we're talking about podcasting. This is a podcast. You, you, y'all, y'all know what this is. I'm not going to keep explaining the premise. So, that being said, the world's longest preamble. Um, when you look at your, your creative influences, you look at their influences, you start to see um, that you're a part of this, this grand network of creators, whether you like it or not. Um, and we talked about how this could be like liberating and how by immersing yourself in their, in their vision, you can see 
Oh crap. Dog walking fair. If you see uh what's it called? How it is you can make the thing better. Kelly, where's your ball? Hey. Ball. Tilly, ball. Let's go. Ball. I never watched that quote. Find it, let's go. Probably left it right there. There he is. That way. All right, so we talked about the quote. We talked about copying our heroes. So the note that I wrote about that was, ah, uh, crap, I can't see because of the snow. In the beginning, you won't have a style. Okay, so when we last left off, I started the, the recording yesterday. Um, I'm trying to pick up where I left off. This is uh, the second part of, of chapter two. So when we, as far as I can tell, when we lost the ball yesterday and the plot, we were talking about when you start your creative process. When you start your creative process, you're not going to have your own style or voice. That comes from, from copying others. But they, they talk about the difference between like copying Ah, crap. In the and plagiarism. This whole book, Stealing Like an Artist, and its method of, of creative endeavor and, and bettering yourself as an artistic person, is what you end up doing is you, he suggests that you start by copying all your influences, all your heroes. Figure out what it is that you like about them, how they see the world, and synthesize that into your creative process. And by borrowing or stealing from other sources, all of the sources that you can, you can muster, that will protect you from A, being a facsimile of another artist, or being a knockoff, and um, from plagiarism as a whole. The difference between stealing like an artist and copying and, and plagiarism is that in the copying stage, you're doing it to learn, you're practicing, you're researching. You are emulating your heroes to 
learn what makes them them great. Um, and then at a certain point, he suggests that you start actually synthesizing that and making it your own by doing the work constantly, day in, day out, um, trying to, to copy, because you won't make a perfect facsimile of any thing. We're not capable of making an exact um, carbon copy. Um, that is where we start developing our own creative voice. So, by, by borrowing and by being influenced and by um, taking from a number of sources, we, we break past the mold of our, our heroes directly and start developing our own style. So he says we learn by copying. We're talking about practice, not plagiarism. Plagiarism is trying to pass someone else's work off as your own. Um, like replica or facsimile or that kind of thing. That's not what I or he is suggesting that you do. He's suggesting that you you steal. Um, he has some quotes from Coppola and other sources that say when you steal from your heroes you're stealing what they give you you take it and you make it your own and then eventually you will be stolen from if you are worth anything um, and that's the, the stealing process is a two-way uh, it's a didactic situation in, in this in this text because your heroes is implicit in, in knowing that you're stealing because that's how they got to be where they are and they un understand that's how a person gets great and you are borrowing from a number of sources to protect yourself from being a imitation and that is how you generate your own voice. So, in, inherent to the process is, is the creation of your own voice. Um, here is where it gets difficult. I explained the last picture in the, in the very first part of the chapter because I want to put this, this chart again of the kinds of plagiarism. Quote, unquote. Remember, this is looking at it from this perspective of of this method of stealing like an artist. So it's not actual plagiarism. Like, okay, I have to figure out a way of referring to the one kind versus the other kind and not using overlapping synonyms from the common usage because that will muddy the message that I'm trying to get out. But before we get to that, on page 45 it has this quote. 
You start out by rewriting your hero's catalog. And you don't just steal from one of your heroes, you steal from all of them. The writer Wilson Meisner said, if you copy from one author, it's plagiarism. But if you copy from many, it's research. And I think that's what we were talking about in the first part of this file. Uh, the idea between research and learning and imitation. Sorry, replica. And then he makes the point of saying, you don't want to just look like your heroes. You want to see like your heroes. You just mimic the surface of the, the body of the work. Um, or if it's just straight facsimile with no depth, you are not going to achieve anything of any creative merit. Because it'll just be straight mimicry. Next chapter, or page. Chapter, I wish. Oh, my hands are cold. I shouldn't have done this in the... Should have made this an indoor podcast. So the next subchapter is Imitation is not flattery. That's where that Francis Ford Coppola quote comes from. We want you to take from us. We want you to, at first, to steal from us. Because you can't steal. You will take what we give you and you will put it in your own voice and that's how you'll find your own voice. Sorry, how you'll find your voice. And that's how you begin. And then one day someone will steal from you. See, so he he very much uh, I think this is where we actually left off in the last um, file, but it's very much it's implicit in the like the artistic endeavor, this idea of of learning from your your heroes, your your influences, taking what they give you, and then taking it and making it your own um, by doing your own thing. And in this the the book on, on page forty eight, it was saying that um, it was looking at the the late night hosts and. Conan O'Brien talked about how most comedians try to emulate their heroes and fall short, and then that's how they make their own style. Johnny Carson tried to be Jack Benny, but ended up Johnny Carson. David Letterman tried to copy Johnny Carson, but ended up David Letterman. Conan O'Brien tried to be David Letterman, but ended up Conan O'Brien. So ultimately, our failures are perceived our, our failures to hit the perceived ideal or that form of like that platonic concept of form of podcast, form of painting, form, form of chair um, by falling short of that that is how we create our own uh, work I don't know why I, what are you doing dog? are you serious? You're just rolling around in the cold-ass snow? Are you not cold? Are you not entertained? No. I guess not. Um, that's how we, we become... We come into our own. I should be really close to the end of this, this chapter. I'm sorry I'm going to have to, like, pick it up like this. 
So, okay, here's the, the, the picture, and I'm going to put this as the, the artwork for this week. So there's good theft versus bad theft. So on the good side is honor, bad side degrade. So let's just go through good theft. Honor, study, steal from many, credit, transform, remix. Bad theft. Degrade, skim, steal from one, plagiarize, imitate, rip off. I think that's really evident. Like when we were talking about how I was learning to draw in the anime style, I was very good at imitation, rough facsimile, but when it came to making it my own, I couldn't, I couldn't, I wasn't capable of interpreting. I didn't have enough skill and talent and drawing practice underneath my belt to really make it my own. Um, and so I, I, I fell off and I stopped doing it. I think that that comes, it's always that next crucial important step in most artistic things is to find your own voice and to hone it. And that's how you, you go from like a, a cover band to a real musician or a podcaster to a paid podcaster. No, I'm kidding. Um, it just depends on what you are trying to do. Somebody who takes photos for a hobby and then professional photographer. It's a little different with podcaster because the path to monetization is often a falsehood and a delusion at best. It just depends on what kind of format you're trying to do and how good you are at that format. Ards. This is where you get your ards, kids. Not cards, ards. I think it said ards. Now it says core on top, too. Core cards? Is that a thing in golf? Anyways. Alright, so we've gone through the picture. We are at page, almost page 50. This should be really close to the end of this chapter. Okay. Talking about Kobe Bryant. Oh, so what I wrote here. Oh, I didn't write anything there. Uh, In the end, merely imitating your heroes is not flattering them. Transforming their work into something of your own is how you flatter them. And I think that's like really true. If you want to think about it.
Yo.